see how Parker likes to get in my circle. So I, it's like, Parker, get out. I'm trying to teach him. He lingers when he helps me up. I'm like, Parker, let go. I don't get much attention at home. (laughs) What's up, everybody? Thanks so much for tuning in to Enjoying the Journey. I'm Rob. I don't know about you, but recently we had a really hard week. My wife and I are raising our three great kids. Okay, we think they're great. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. And actually, they're teenagers. And our son just turned 18. I can't believe how old I'm getting. And as great as raising kids and teenagers can be, it's also extremely hard. And when your kids hurt, you hurt. Our middle daughter experienced trauma. And we've been wrestling through it ever since. So being able to sit down with our guest today, Wendy Palau, was so good for me. Wendy is the wife of Andrew Palau, the third son of evangelist Luis Palau. Friends, I don't know what you're walking through today, but my hope is that you know you're not alone. And I also hope you find a little more joy in your journey, even when it's painful. We are so excited today on Enjoying the Journey. For the first time, I get to sit down with Wendy Palau. I have heard her speak at conferences. I am very excited that our listeners get to hear from you today. I thank you for taking time with us. And Wendy, for those that maybe don't know you or, or haven't heard your story, can you just tell us a little bit about who you are and, and what your journey has been like? Thank you, Rob, for having me. Yes, I um I'm married to Andrew Palau, which is the third son of Luis Palau, uh, the evangelist. And um, I met my husband, Andrew, when Luis had a crusade in Kingston, Jamaica in 1993. I'm born in Jamaica, born and raised. And my father is a businessman and he loves evangelism. He loves the gospel. And um, when Luis came to Jamaica, Andrew and his brother came to stay at our house. And so it's a great story of how God intertwined our lives for the kingdom and for the ministry. We've been married 26 years. We have three children and Andrew's an evangelist. He's a reluctant evangelist. He didn't really see it himself as an evangelist for many, many years, but he has a very dramatic, beautiful story of God's redemption in his life. And God has just continued to open the doors for him to share the gospel and um and we do it together so it's just really been in the recent years that um, i've always been an evangelist meaning always sharing the gospel with people i come in contact with with women in my neighborhood with the moms of our children's friends always praying for them always had a heart of evangelism but it's only been in the last couple of years that you know, enough people saying, you know, Wendy, you really are a preaching evangelist. I'm like, well, I don't see myself that way. But God just continues to open the doors for me to share my story and what he's done in my life. So. And and that's exactly what happened with me. I heard you preach at hmm. uh, the conference. We were in Portland, the Connect Conference, I believe it was. Hmm. And yes, you definitely have that gift and that passionate power of, of mm. sharing the gospel. 
And I know your husband's story. I know Andrew's story. Uh, some of our listeners may or, or may not. W- was your story similar to Andrew's or did you always kind of grow up believing in? I grew up in a great Christian home. Actually, my grandmother, listen to this. My grandmother became a believer in Kingston, Jamaica in 1959 at a Billy Graham crusade. Isn't that so cool? And that has impacted our entire family. My father became a believer when I was a young child, but I wandered away from the Lord when I was in high school, college, just selfish, rebellious i was an art major Uh wanted to see the world experience (laughs) everything and of course that led me down a path of discouragement and guilt and depression and um and god just graciously brought me back to himself the year before i met andrew so mm mm-hmm i love to share you know with young women just you know if you want to see the world serve the lord yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know he has a way of taking you places you never imagine that that he will take you that that is so true because i know you mentioned this before that you are the wife of andrew the the third son of luis plow and maybe some of our listeners know uh luis maybe they don't i have loved listening to luis preach and share the gospel I call him a fiery Argentinian or or I'm not sure 100% his background, but just yeah, Argentine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his passion is just unbelievable. So being the wife of Andrew and of course, the daughter in law of Luis, has it been difficult to be an evangelist wife and especially a, a renowned such as Luis Blau? When people ask me, you know, who's Luis? I said, well, there's Billy Graham and then there's Luis Blau. <laughs> I mean, so very noticeable. Has that, has that been difficult along the way? No, no. I mean, it's been a blessing, an oh. absolute blessing. You know, I feel like I have an amazing Jamaican family. We're very close. My father is a, a very well-known businessman in Jamaica. Everyone knows him and he has a a, a real ministry to the leadership of Jamaica. And then God gives me this whole other family of servants of people who love him. So to me, I, I just, I'm baffled at God's orchestration of my life. You know, um, I definitely would say just as a woman and being from a different culture, I've had my moments when I just have felt First of all, I never saw myself as an evangelist wife. Sure. I mean, that just to me carries all this weight, right? you know, and being married, one of the beautiful things about the Palau family is they're just so real down to earth. There is no weight to carry. It's just be yourself, walk with God, walk in the spirit, live in obedience, and God will use you. That's, that's it. And so all of that, those thoughts or that insecurity I would put on, I put on myself, um, and I think just all of us go through that in ministry at various times of just feeling very inadequate or feeling like, wow, this isn't what I imagined. But then as we continue to step out in obedience and humility, God, you see the handiwork of God. And um, it's the best way to live, Rob. Not easy, no. but good. 
With, <laughs> oh, it, it, it is so good. Have you noticed, you mentioned you guys have, have three kids as well. Have you noticed because, yeah, I would say you're a high profile family. Louis hmm. Blau, Andrew, being evangelists. Uh, like you said, you want to serve God, go around the world. You've been all over the place. Has it been mm -hmm. at all challenging for your kids along this journey? You know, um, you should probably ask them. I don't think so. Right. I think we're just a great regular family. We take our vacations and we have these times. I mean, my children have a different story because Andrew's not a pastor. I think if you are in a pastor, in a local church, and you have this community around you, he's always watching your family, and you have this sense of being in a fishbowl. We're not like that. We're in Portland, Oregon. Sure. We're in our community, in our neighborhood, just regular people. My kids, ugh, they, they have their own stories of just all kinds of bumpy, windy roads and they're figuring it out for themselves, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I think the thing that might be the hardest is being evangelists, Andrew and I, yeah. is giving our kids the space and the time to, to take their own steps of faith. As evangelists, you're not, you, you, you're, the way you, you function in your core is like, this is the truth, this is our hope, don't you see it? And I think, that sometimes is probably the hardest thing for our kids. We spend our lives telling people how good God is, you know, yeah. and our kids are living in this and they have their own road that they have to figure out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, we call this, we call this podcast and enjoying the journey. And yes, I understand that there was a great loss in your family by losing your nephew. And I understand that it was, a year ago or close to a year ago at this yep. time, uh, um, at the age of 21, which is extremely difficult to lose anyone, but especially a 21-year-old. Can you walk us through how to continue on in, in such pain and, and heartache? Hmm. Well, um Yes, it's been a tragedy for our family. And my nephew was like my boy's brother. They just grew up together. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't really, I never really understood grief. I've grieved and we faced hardship and pain. But the finality of death, the silence of death, is just been really reeling for us and shocking. Um, the fact that, you know, we're not just going to see through it again while we're here and hear his dumb jokes and see him do his stupid <laughs> things. And he just would make us laugh all the time. He was so full of life, you know, true at love life. Mm -hmm. And um, Andy loved Jesus and he was suffering. He was broken. But how do we walk daily you know just walking this journey with my sister and my brother-in-law they're people of hope yeah. they're jesus people yep and so they have hope in eternity the thing that's just been interesting to me is just the seeing the way that hope and grief exist side by side like literally in time and it just does. And somehow you still are hope 
helpful when you're in your deepest sadness of grief. And, you know, I mean, the, the truth of the suffering of Jesus kind of, not kind of, it does take on a different reality of what the father suffered mm. mm-hmm. as he sent his son. He knows our grief. Jesus took our grief upon himself. Um, and also to the road of suffering of Jesus. I think, you know, for many years, just in this yet last year, I've been thinking so much about what does it mean to be blessed? Mm. What is blessing? Sure. And, you know, I think in the church, we can always equate blessing with all the good things. Yeah. All the, and it is, you know, blessing is the good things of God. But the New Testament concept of blessing is the way of Jesus. I mean, the Beatitudes says, blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Those, blessed are those who are poor in spirit. And I would say our family has been those things this po- whole year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we still say we're blessed because Jesus says that his way is the blessed way and the greatest blessing is himself. And he's never left us for a second. So, you could ask every member of my family mm-hmm. of how they've walked this road of grief and the answer will probably be a little bit different. But the one strain through the entire journey for us is that Jesus has never left us. His comfort has been real and present. Yeah. So Wow. That is so beautiful because I think so many people, when you're walking through suffering, there's this moment with God where you really wrestle. And did you experience some of that? Yes. I mean, I think my wrestling was a different, obviously, than my sister. Sure. Um, because I didn't lose my firstborn son. Mm. But my wrestling was more a sense of, like, God... This is just not the story. This is, I, the word I use is disappointment. Yes, like um, uh, questions and sadness, but also when all of those emotions kind of meld away, there's this deeper question of, wow, God, really? This is this road that you have for our family? Like you are allowing this grief to rest on us. And I think of my parents too, grieving their grandson. And, you know, I think disappointment is a word I use a lot. Like, wow, God, you know, you were sure it was going to be glorify you. You were going to heal him. Mm -hmm. Those are the things I wrestle with. And then God always brings me back to his sovereignty. His ways are not our ways. Um, he is good. He's good. He's faithful. He's true. And those are the moments for all of us, just like you have, Rob. You have to look and say, do I really believe that? Do Mm. I really believe that right now? That in Revelation, when it says, written on his name as he comes forth in victory to fight the last enemy of the world, the Bible says his name is faithful and true. Okay. Do I believe that right now? And I, I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I can hear it. 
and, <laughs> and our listeners just got a little taste of your fiery preaching. <laughs> oh awesome. my gosh. See, that's what I love is the passion. And I wanted mm. that to be shared because I believe, well, I mean, all you have to do is turn on the news, look anywhere. We, we are all anxious about different things. We all have adversity in different ways. We're all up against the wall, so to speak, in different ways. Yes. And it, do we believe it right now? Now. And the and maybe even to add to that is, I believe it. Right now is a little hard, but I believe it. And tomorrow will be, I'll believe it, I'll hold on a little stronger. I need to work right. through what's happening right now. I, I do believe it, but today's tough. Yes. Today's tough. And, and I appreciate you sharing that because I want people to understand that enjoying the journey does not mean every day is great. That's right. And that there is pain, but you can hold on. I feel one of the most honest prayers we can pray is just like the father um, in the book of Matthew, I think I can't remember where Jesus says, do you believe, do you believe I'm able to heal your son? And the father says, yes, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Yeah. Like to me, that just feels like the most honest prayer in those times of grief. Here's a father coming before Jesus. Mm. He doesn't care about anything else yeah. about, but his son. And I think, you know, when we're in pain and the unbelief just lingers, it's there. And it's unnatural to think that we won't have it. Right. But the honest prayer is that the Holy Spirit can help our unbelief to make it through that day. Yes. Tomorrow, like you said, you wake up and you're like, okay, Lord, I believe, I believe, help my unbelief. Hmm. Your, your family has been, if anybody has, has watched from afar through this year of grief, you have been very inspirational and hmm. very impactful in holding on to your faith, sharing hard things when you felt they needed to be shared, whole, mm. um, pointing people back to Jesus and remembering through brokenness, uh, God doesn't ever quit, mm -mm. you know, and, and we don't always understand the journey. We definitely pick it different sometimes if we could, but in those moments you have shown that you hold on to that, that faith and you point people back to Jesus and it has been, very humbling to watch mm. far and I appreciate you guys holding on to that in probably some of the deepest pain you've experienced uh, this side mm. of heaven I, I I would assume so thank you so much for sharing mm. your, your well I think that it's just in moments like this like for you too in your life you know there is there's sort of this settling of thoughts and attitudes that you, you, you realize what really matters in life, you know, and the gospel becomes and is as it should be the, the hinge of everything. You know, we are grieving for my nephew, but we have hope. We have gospel hope that we will yes. see him again. Absolutely. And that he is alive. Yes. And that he is with Jesus. I mean, that is our hope. So we don't grieve as those who have no hope. Right. People of hope. 
yeah. And, it, and it's just, it, it means so much. And I know it means so much, mm. so many people. And I just appreciate mm. you being so open and honest with us. And as we wrap up today, mm -hmm. I know you're passionate about the gospel. I know you're passionate mm -hmm. about women. There are probably individuals listening right now that are walking through their own grief in their own way. What kind of advice or thoughts can you leave with them? Well, um, I think, you know, as Americans, we, I should say you, but I am an American <laughs> citizen now. <laughs> but I just, we, there's this sense of um, that pain we don't deserve it or that our country, we are so comfortable and so protected and the, the, our medical care, our, our wealth, our whatever it is, that when pain hits, it's just so disorienting. Mm -hmm. It's so shocking. And, um, you know, I used to just previously in my life, I used to sort of have this attitude of, um, well, when things get back to normal, yeah. when um, the pain lifts or the sadness lifts, or when this kid gets that figured out, or this one goes down this road, and then everything's going to be okay, right? Right. And, you know, I think the thing I'm realizing that is everything's never going to be okay, you know? Right. And I think if we just change our posture mm -hmm. towards pain, and suffering and we adjust our attitude and it really happens when we walk with Jesus. It really does happen. Our posture changes. So to this sense of it is those places. One of my favorite verses through the pandemic has been from Isaiah where the prophet tells his, the, God's people that he will give them treasures found in darkness, treasures in the darkness riches found in secret places. Mm. And I love that because it reminds me that in the darkest moments, in the hardest places, the secret dark places is where God's presence is shines the brightest and is the most powerful. And I think if we can adjust our posture a little bit of God's desire for us is intimacy with him. And his desire for us is that we will glorify his name on the earth. His desire for us is not that everything will be okay. Right. right. That's, you know, as right. much as I, we can't stand that. Yeah, right, right. One day, one day he promises he will wipe every tear. Oh, I can't wait for that day. Yes. But right now he says, you're going to, there is darkness to be had. Look at the way of Jesus, right? Right. But he says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. In fact, I will give you treasures that no one can ever take away from you right. in those darkest places. And to me, that, that's my word of encouragement. Awesome. Look for him. Look for the treasures. Even though you're homeschooling your kids today and you're like, I didn't sign up for this. Right. What's the treasure? Right. Maybe your kid is going to run downstairs after their Zoom call and just be there, right? right. Who knows what the treasure is? They ought, God's presence is always his greatest treasure. So 
you know, I could go on and on, Rob, but I, 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 I think changing our posture awesome. towards our view of pain and suffering and challenge will help us a lot in those moments. Hmm. Oh, Wendy, that is so good. And we appreciate mm -hmm. you being with us so much today. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for sharing. I know it is going to encourage others. Mm. So we just Thanks, Rob. You bet. Have a great day. Bless you. You too. Thanks for tuning in to the Enjoying the Journey podcast brought to you by Rise Ministries. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and to follow Rise Ministries on any of our social media channels. Thanks for listening.